0: It's time for another episode of Gospel Preaching Live, brought to you by the Kearney Church of Christ, which meets at four hundred and six North Clark in Kearney, Missouri. Make plans to come out and visit the brethren who look forward to seeing you. And now the host of Gospel Preaching Live, Richard Dodson. Welcome to Gospel Preaching Live. My name is Richard Dodson. I'm the minister at the working with the Kearney, Missouri Church of Christ, Carney, Missouri. If you are ever in the area, we would sure love to meet with you, and we're going to extend an invitation for you to come to one of our services at the end of this lesson today. Gospel Preaching Live comes to you every Thursday at 7 p.m. and and Sunday evenings at 6 p.m., that's Central Time. And uh, we invite you to investigate us, to listen to the message, to see if you believe that it is right with God, and if you find it to be so, we ask that you like it and that you try to share the message with as many people as you can. Help us to take this truth out to the entire world. Now, it could be that you may have a question or comment or suggestion, whatever it may be. If you're watching on Facebook and YouTube, leave a comment in the comment section. I do appreciate hearing those. Or if you're listening through some other means, you can call or text me at 816. 816- that's 816-686-9517, keep in mind I'm in the central time zone, and you can also email me at gospelpreachinglive at gmail.com, that's gospelpreachinglive at gmail.com. Again, I love to hear from anybody that uh, would like to reach out. Okay, for tonight's lesson, we're going to talk about revering God. Revering God is something that I have been thinking more about lately. Uh, it's, 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 this is definitely a lesson on respect, respect for God. And the question becomes, are we giving God the respect that he deserves? And there have been times when I have learned things about God or about his creation that have led me to revere him more at that particular moment then perhaps later on, as I forgot about those things, and that's a that's a sad thing. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a second when we look at a particular passage. But when we learn things about God, uh, for you know, I, I was found I found out that there's a, a tree growing in the Serengeti, and it, it sometimes it stands alone, and and I saw videos, and I would see animals that would bask under that tree, and sometimes giraffes were out there, and giraffes eat leaves, but they leave this tree alone, and I was wondering, you know, why one tree would uh, be able to withstand, you know, everything that takes place out in the the uh, Serengeti, and I come to find out that that particular tree, when insects or animals start eating on the leaves, it emits an odor, that is very foul smelling to the insects and also to the, the animals, so that they leave it alone. But not just that tree, it has a way of warning the other like trees. Uh, that odor gets in the air. And when other trees like it smell that, or at least, you know, sense that, I guess is the way you put it, they too start emitting that odor. And that protects those trees from insects and things of that nature and i thought wow when i heard that i thought that is just amazing the imagination of god and 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 how he thought of the minutest details of his creation is just absolutely astounding and we you know when we learn about things like that and i'm just using that as an example when we learn about these kind of things for that particular moment we sit back and we revere god we, we're like wow he is really something else and he is he is more than we even know and so i thought it was important for us to have a lesson on this based basically off hebrews chapter 12 verse 18 through 21 this is when moses brought the israelites out of egypt and they came at the base of mount sinai and if you remember mount sinai the lord would come down upon it and it would just rain fire i mean it was a shaking and and trembling, and you'd hear the voice of the Lord call out, and the people were scared. And I want to read this passage to you because this is this is the essence of revering God. It says, You have not come, in Hebrews 12, 18 through 21, you have not come to what uh, may be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg, That no further messages be spoken to them. That's making reference back to when Moses and the Israelites were at Mount Sinai. It said they could not endure the order that was given. If even a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned. And it said, Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. Now, if you can imagine that sight, and we should be able to imagine that sight, if you can imagine that, Do you think they had any problems when you were trembling with fear in that situation? Do you think they had any problems with people cursing, Uh, with people uh, uh, with immorality, you know, these kind of things that were taking place? I would say those dropped a great deal because everybody saw God's glory and they felt his presence and they revered him. They trembled with fear. And so I I couldn't help but think to myself: so many times, you know, when we learn little facts like I brought up about the uh, the tree, when we learn those little facts and we just sit back and we we marvel at God, uh, and in this case we fear Him. There's times when we fear Him, you know; those are great times because that helps us in our battle against Satan. We show respect. To God, and that is important. If we define reverence, it is a feeling or attitude of deep respect, tinged with awe, veneration. Reverence involves a humbling of the self and respectful recognition of something perceived to be greater than the self. And that's exactly what it is. You know, my father. I had reverence for him, but I I loved him dearly, uh, and I enjoyed his company. We, when I was a little boy, we'd play, and he'd tickle me, and we do all kinds of things. But when I overstepped my grounds, when I started looking upon him like a friend instead of a father, and then suddenly the reverence wasn't there. Yeah. He would correct that. And so he would, uh, he'd had his own little way of, uh, making sure that that, uh, reverence for him was not lost. He wanted his children to revere him. And that was a good thing. And we did too. I mean, that wasn't something that, uh, we overlooked and so god wants us to revere him and isaiah 45 verse 22 23 notice what the lord says he makes a vow and he says turn to me and be saved all the ends of the earth for i am god and there is no other by myself i have sworn from my mouth has gone out in righteousness a word that shall not return to me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear in allegiance and so the Lord is saying, There, every knee will bow to him. Now, we have a choice. We can either show him his reverence and bow to him in this life, or we will bow at judgment. But needless to say, that's going to happen because the Lord has made that vow. He says, I have sworn. And He says, To me, every knee shall bow. That tells me that the Lord. Wants his reverence the same way that my father wanted his children to revere him. And so we need to revere God. We need to have that fear of him. It would be nice if we could take that mountain that Moses had with us everywhere we went, and we would never lose our reverence to God. But unfortunately, that isn't always the case. Uh, many times we get lackadaisical. We get sloppy, and we forget that God is still God, and he's there, and he's watching, and he's holding us accountable, and he will hold us accountable. And so for whatever reason, we we just get sloppy, and that's because we're not revering him as we should. I uh, try to say a prayer when I go to bed at night. And I try to put the Lord first, say the prayer before anything else. But there have been, I remember one particular night where I just, there was something I had to do on my phone first. And so I got my phone out and I thought I'd say my prayer after I did this thing on my phone. And as I did this thing on my phone, you know, I fell asleep. I woke up at two or three o'clock and I thought, oh no, I had not prayed. I fell asleep and I had not prayed to God. And I thought to myself, you know, I put this thing on my phone, whatever I was doing, I, was, I put that ahead of saying that prayer to God. That's because I did not have the proper reverence for him as I should. And God has to come first, first and foremost, before anything else. God comes first. I should never fall asleep before praying to God. And so we need to make sure that we have that proper reverence for God at all times. And that takes work. That takes practice. But there's aspects of our life where reverence needs to be shown, and sometimes it's not being manifested by many. And I just got a few. It needs to be shown, I'm sorry, in every occasion of our life. But there are certain things that I picked out for the lesson tonight, and I want to talk about where it's people are not showing reverence for it. And one of these points is acceptable worship. In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 28 and 29, I want to read this. It said, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Now, notice what he said. Let us offer to God acceptable worship. That is opposite something that's not acceptable, and that means it's possible that we can worship God in a way that's not acceptable. You know, so many times I hear people saying, well, it doesn't matter what you do as long as your heart's right. You find that in the scriptures because I can find scriptures that show where people's hearts were right, but they were wrong. (laughs) God was not accepting what they did. The apostle Paul is a good example. He said he'd serve the Lord his whole life with a good conscience. However, We know that in Acts chapter 9, on the road to Damascus, the Lord stops him and wants to know, why are you persecuting me? And so it's important then that we have acceptable worship with reverence and awe, but that reverence and awe is going to motivate us to make sure that we're right, to make sure that the worship we offer to God is correct. And that means we're going to go to the scriptures to find out what he wants and we're not going to care what we want. That doesn't matter. We're going to find out what God wants because that's where reference comes into play. We want to please him. Now Nadab and Abihu, two Levitical priests who were the sons of Aaron in Leviticus 10:1 and 2, they didn't do that. And they went and they put fire on their censers and it says it was an unauthorized fire, and it said the Lord had not commanded them. And so what happened? It says fire came out from before the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. Now, I ask you, what am I supposed to know from this? I'm supposed to learn something. First Corinthians 10 says these stories were preserved as an example to me. What am I supposed to learn from this example? other than I better be offering up worship to God that is authorized, that he commanded, because the Lord's not happy with unauthorized worship. In Matthew chapter 15 and verse 7 through 9, notice what Jesus says to the Pharisees. And I find this, I've always found this passage um, quite revealing. He says, you hypocrites, well, did Isaiah prophesy of you, When he said, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And he said, in vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You know, I often wondered what they thought about that when he claimed to be the son of God. And here it says, um, in vain do they worship me. Well, they're not going to worship Jesus. Um, They thought they were worshiping, I guess, the father, but they weren't worshiping Jesus, and truth be known, Jesus was the Father. And so when it says, in vain, do they worship me? They're talking about Jesus. But they were teaching us doctrines and commandments of men. In other words, their worship was not approved. And the reason their worship was not approved is because they didn't revere God. We need to make sure that when we worship God, we have reverence. And that is most powerful influence to help us seek his will, and making sure that we are approved. You know, I've had people complain about the Lord hearing their prayers. And they have said that they have gone to God in prayer, but they, they, they trust that he heard him, but they don't know if he heard them, and they don't see any evidence of it. They complain that their prayers aren't being answered. Well, let's talk about that, because that also is based on reverence. Notice what it says about Jesus's reverence in Hebrews 5, 7. It says, in the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. If someone is not hearing, having their prayers heard, perhaps it's because they don't have reverence for God. This is something that affects our prayers. We need to make sure that we have this reverence for God so that we can trust he does hear our prayers. Now, for those who are offering up unacceptable worship, when they complain that their prayers aren't being heard, well, you know why. If they're offering unacceptable worship to God, and so obviously they don't have the reverence for God that they should have. But we need to make sure, if we want our prayers heard, we need to make sure we do have the proper reverence. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples. You know, our role in our families is very important and it affects everything, but it also affects our prayers. 1 Peter 3 7 talks about the husbands. He says, Live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as a weaker vessel since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. You know, I have seen husbands who did not deal with their wives. They didn't didn't even respect their wives, Christian men. But yet they would offer up prayers at church. And I've often wondered to myself, how can they think the Lord is hearing their prayers when they're treating their wife in such a way? It says your prayers can be hindered by that. Now, what would make someone treat their wife that way? Because they do not revere God's instructions concerning the family. If they did, they would be looking to fulfill those obligations. In 1 Peter 4, 7, he says, The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. That's right self-controlled and sober-minded. We need to make sure that we are these things. We need to make sure that we're acting like Christians, because that's what he's saying, that we are obeying the Lord's commands. And if we're not doing these things, if we're not pursuing righteousness, then we obviously are missing the mark, and that is going to affect our prayers. If we have the proper reverence for God, then we're going to mind his rules, and that means we're going to be self-controlled and sober-minded. My father, when he reestablished reverence, uh, I can remember as his son, a young boy, I had the utmost respect for his rules after uh, a little discipline had been administered. Uh, I was revering him where I might have not had as as much reverence for him. That's what led to me getting into trouble. I wasn't practicing self-control and sober-mindedness. Christians who have that right respect for God, that reverence, they do practice self-control and being sober-minded, and so their prayers are not hindered. And so that is something Christians need to do as well. How about submitting to one another? This is another good point, and this is something that the Lord wants us to do.
1: It's not easy.
0: It's a hard thing to discuss, putting someone ahead of yourself, but it definitely is something that the Lord wants. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19 through 21, we read, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord, with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then he says, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. We submit to one another. In other words, we're looking to build up our other brethren. And that's what they were doing with those songs: was building up their brethren. And the reason we come to church, based in Hebrews 10, 24, and 25, the reason we come to church is to be able to exhort each other to love and good works. And in so doing, we are submitting to one another. In other words, we're saying our brethren are more important than ourselves. Ourself may have a will to do something else that day, but we're putting that aside so that we can serve our brethren. And when we do that, we're showing reverence for Christ because that's what he commanded. And that's something that we need to do is to be putting others ahead of ourselves. In Psalms chapter 2 and verse 11 and 12, there's a good passage with this. He says, serve the Lord with fear, there's reverence, and rejoice with trembling. Well, again, reverence. Kiss the son lest he be angry and you perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. That kiss the son is making reference basically to worship uh, to to uh, if a dignitary had someone uh, who came to visit, that person might bow at their feet and kiss their hand, as they did back in the day. Uh, we recognize that God is greater than ourselves, as we talked about in the definition of reference. And so, since we recognize it and, and acknowledge it, in so doing, we kiss the sun. And so we do this, trembling and thinking, okay, this is something we have to do. We have to put the Lord first. And so that means we have to fulfill his commands and putting others before ourselves. That's why we do this very thing. In Philippians 2, 5 through 8, Jesus left us an example. 1 Corinthians 11 tells us we are supposed to uh, follow the example of Jesus Christ. It says, have this mind among yourselves which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And that's our example. We have to be willing to sacrifice ourselves for the good of our brothers. And so when a brother makes a request for a prayer, that has to be a priority. That is more important than our own prayers. We put that at the top of the list. It's like we're going to the Lord and we're saying, Lord, my brother needs this. Oh, and by the way, if you have time, if you can, if you can deal with my problems, that would be good. But I want my brother's problems taken care of first. That's the same thing Jesus prayed for in the garden. He said, Lord, let this cup pass from me. He goes, but let not my will be done, but thy will. And so we have to have that mind. And if our reverence is correct, we will have that mind. And we'll be thinking more about our brethren than we will ourselves. Let's talk about the things of God. Yes, God has things that belong to him. And these things are important to the Lord. He makes it very important. For instance, in Leviticus 26 and verse two, he sa- tells the Israelites, "You shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord." That temple that they used to offer worship in—that—that uh, was—that was the Lord's, and he said you had to show reverence to that. Um, in other words, you better respect my rules. It's like my dad used to say, if you're going to live in my house, you have to respect my rules. Well, that's kind of what the Lord was saying here to the Israelites. You better respect my rules. And we have to do that as well. Hey, not everybody does that. In 2 Chronicles 26, we read about Isaiah. Isaiah was a king. I mean, he did some wonderful things, but he let pride get in his way. And once his pride lifted up, he wanted to go into the temple and offer up uh, sacrifice. But uh, Azirah and the other chief priests, they, they confronted him, and they said, hey, you don't have any authority for this. Lord didn't authorize you to do this. But he didn't care. He got mad. He, would, he didn't want them to stop him. And notice what takes place in verse 20 and 21. It said, Azirah, the chief priest, and all the priests looked at him, and behold, he was leprous at his forehead. And they rushed him out quickly, and he himself hurried to go out because the Lord had struck him. And King Uzziah was a leper to the day of his death, and being a leper, lived in a separate house, where he was excluded from the house of the Lord. Now notice that, (laughs) and that's important. He did not show the reverence for the sanctuary as the Lord had commanded, and the Lord struck him. This is another one of those passages where you got to say, What am I supposed to learn from this? Because in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18, Jesus tells Peter that on this rock, I will build my church, my church. Well, that was his sanctuary and he wanted reverence for that. You think he wants reverence for his church? I think so. All throughout the New Testament, we read about the church of God, meaning it belongs to him. And so if it belongs to him, we better respect the rules that he makes for it. And if we don't respect those rules, we're not revering it. Now, this belongs to the Lord. If you want a good lesson about how the Lord expects us to have reverence for the things that are his, go back to Joshua and read about Achan and how he stole from the Lord when he took some of the spoils of Jericho. Read what took place. He paid a severe price for that. And so we need to be really careful about what we do in the Lord's church. Are we following his rules? Are we making up our own? That's something we have to be careful about. There are churches out there today who are not following the pattern that the Lord has set forth in the New Testament. And since they're not following that pattern, they're doing so because they do not revere him. We need to have a love for the truth. We need to revere God and follow His rules. If we're gonna be, if we want to be a part of the Lord's church, then we better follow His rules and realize that Jesus is the head of the church and not me. Not you. Jesus is the head. Jesus is the one who makes the rules. I say all that to say this. A casual attitude toward God is not reverence. And all too often in too many places, we're seeing people exhibit a casual attitude, and they find that to be a good thing. That's not a good thing. Isaiah verse 8 and 13 makes it very clear how we should be uh, revering God. It says, the Lord of hosts, him you shall honor as holy. Let him be your fear and let him be your dread. Now does that sound like something that we should have a casual attitude toward? I don't think so. All right, yours. hope it's been beneficial to you. As I said at the beginning of the lesson, hey, you're invited to come and and meet with us at the Carney Missouri Church of Christ. We meet at 406 North Clark. You can meet with us uh, for instance uh, Sunday morning 9:30 for Bible study, 10:30 for worship. You can learn all about the church by going to carneychurch.com. They got a map there and Everything that you need, phone numbers, whatever you need is right there at CarneyChurch.com. If you like this lesson, you want to hear more like it, tune to KPGZ 102.7 FM every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Central Time, and you'll hear me preaching uh, a sermon uh, from the Lord's Word, just like what you heard this evening. Now, if you cannot pick up the signal because you live outside of Carney, that's not a big deal. Just uh, download the KPGZ app on your phone, and you can listen. Uh, they stream the signal. You can listen to it right uh, through your phone. So you can uh, just tune in every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Central Time, and you'll hear it. Now, Brian Spirits is another show I'm a part of. Every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central Time, me and a couple other preachers get together, and we study a topic from God's Word. And we invite others to take part off Facebook and YouTube. They make comments in the comment section, and they are involved in our Bible study as well. I'd love to invite you to join in. And uh, like I said, it's uh, every Thursday at uh, 10 a.m. Now, it's also left up there as a recorded episode, so you can watch it. If you can't join us live, uh, you can join us, uh, or you can watch it later. Uh, But now, Berean Spirits and Gospel Preaching Live, are both published on Spotify and Google podcasts. So you can listen to them on off those uh, means if that's what you choose to do. Okay. That's all I have until next time. I guess that would be this Thursday at 7 p.m. Lord willing, I'll come to you again until that time. Remember, this is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice in it and be glad. This has been gospel preaching live. Join us each week as truth is taught faith is examined and beliefs are challenged. Be sure and hit the like button so you can be notified of future episodes. And to watch past episodes, go to our website, CarneyChurch.com. This has been a work of the Carney Church of Christ.